Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by pastor, speaker, trainer, coach, consultant, and author, Kareen Aristide. Kareen focuses and has an expertise in helping people develop professionally and emotionally and spiritually, and she has a focus on mental health. So we're going to be having her to tell our story and talk about how she helps her clients and everything that she's up to. So, Kareen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Curtis, for having me. It's a pleasure and honor. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Yes. So um, I am a parentpreneur. (laughs) So uh, that is what I call myself, but also most of my clients. So we are parents, but also entrepreneurs. And uh, I am a mom of five. My husband and I have raised four boys and one girl. They are now aged 22 to 16. And so we've been around the block with parenting. (laughs) And uh, it's really thanks to them that uh, we both became parentpreneurs, really. Uh, I started out in the employment counseling field, which I loved. Um, and we, uh, when I was pregnant with my second child, we moved cities and I couldn't get a job for the life of me because I was pregnant. And that's how I kind of reluctantly became a stay at home mom. But at the same time, I discovered my tribe. (laughs) So this underground world of women, you know, doing their professional, uh, work and as well as raising children and I realized that this is what I was meant to be and so uh, to make a long story short I started out my entrepreneurial journey mostly with direct sales which I believe is one of the greatest ways to learn how to start a business and be an entrepreneur Um, and also the personal development that comes with that is amazing And so the one that really kind of got me to really discover uh, who I was in the entrepreneurial sense was Mary Kay. So I became a sales director with Mary Kay in three months, built a team of 30 women. And uh, one of them actually became a director as well. So I became a senior sales director in one year, while pregnant with my fifth child. And so, you know, I I just realized that I had something. I had some type of leadership there that I didn't really know was there when it comes to entrepreneurial pursuits. And uh, that's how I kind of discovered that this is what I could do. I combined my employment counseling experience with my entrepreneurial experience. And I started helping women, especially moms, to have their kids and business too. And that's kind of all. That's kind of how it all started. 
um and and yeah so it's 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 been a long journey that was about almost 20 years ago so um <laughs> uh, but i'm still in the space because without it i don't think we would have been able to raise our children on their own terms um it took a bit a bit of a a, a few years for my husband to get on board with the entrepreneurship <laughs> but he finally got on board and uh even my two of two of our children also are established entrepreneurs now. So yeah, it's it's just been become a part of our DNA, if I can say. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I I know that you help your clients develop personally and professionally, but what what made you put a focus on mental health and explain to the listeners what that means? Absolutely. So, um, as I was saying, this new entrepreneurial um, journey that I was on really got me to, yes, discover my leadership, but also I realized that I was really high achieving and uh, very driven. And uh, I also suffered from the superwoman syndrome and the savior complex <laughs> unknowingly <laughs> so um that first business that um kind of came up when I, I was helping women with their entrepreneurial dreams while raising kids really took off with a bang and um there was a fateful weekend where i basically was working non-stop because at the time I didn't realize the power of delegation and having a team. <laughs> and so I was doing a lot. And um, I had a trade show that was a three-day trade show where I hardly had any help. And therefore, I hardly had any sleep. And uh, the next uh, Monday morning, I had a full day at the office. And so I basically didn't realize that I was burnt. So that was my first introduction to burnout. But what really stopped me in my track is when I had a car accident that day. So when I was coming back from the office, full day at work with, you know, the full weekend also under my belt with very little sleep. Um, till this day, I'm not sure what happened, but I think I blacked out. And I ended up crashing into an apartment right next to where we were living. And so my car basically crashed into the apartment window. So I almost died. <laughs> and it is a miracle that I'm still here today. And uh, this experience really brought me to understand the importance of the soul because when I got out of that, the first thing that came to my mind was, I should have died. I wish I had died. And, you know, looking back now, um, it was definitely a, 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 a crucial path that brought me to where I am today. It was kind of the beginning of that journey of realizing the importance 
of self-care, self-care, the importance of making sure that um, the motivation behind your work, especially when you're a high achiever, is really um, healthy. Because I realized through that experience that, you know, there was something driving me to prove myself and um, really work myself to death. <laughs> and, uh, you know, after a, a lot of um, physiotherapy and uh, counseling and prayer, I, I actually recovered. And the fact is that I really didn't get to the root of the problem because as soon as I got better, um, I fell back into my old ways. <laughs> Kind of like a, an addict, you know, who doesn't realize, you know, the situation and kind of gets back into the same old ways. And I crashed again a few years later, but this time it was mentally and emotionally and also physically as well, because I had some physical symptoms that prevented me from functioning. One of those was extremely horrific ulcers that um, really just got me bedridden for a while. And so that last experience really brought me to understand that all of this that I went through wasn't just for me, but for others as well. And this is how I made the decision to not only um, do what I knew to do, but also to go deeper and go to the source of the issue. And by seeing a professional, a psychologist, to really get at the root of what was going on. And this work that I was privileged to do with this psychologist really brought me to, to fall in love, you know, with everything that has to do with mental health and the science of the soul and so went back to school did a, a BA in psychology with a minor in neuroscience and mental health um, and and yeah the, the rest is history <laughs> I started um, just incorporating um, all of these principles in my coaching practice um, so just making sure that not only the person understands the value of who they are and what it is that they are meant to bring to the world, but at the same time, not sacrificing themselves for the work that they do, even when they're passionate about it. What is something that people seem to misunderstand when it comes to mental health? A lot of the times people have an understanding that it is for someone else. So sometimes people have trouble seeing the signs before it's too late for them. So it, it's, it's, it's a, there's something about being able to have some prevention work before things get to a place where you're not able to um, function anymore. And so understanding the signs and preventing some of the things that 
could lead to uh, a mental health issue is really crucial. And a lot of the times people have uh, misunderstand that mental health does not equal mental illness. And so that's where the, ta the, the taboo comes in because they don't really understand that mental health is really a well-being. So everybody has mental health. And so it, it's, it's, a, it's a question of being able to function well and contribute well to society. And so a lot of the times people don't want to get the help or don't think they need the help because of the fact that they're usually uh, think that they're able to handle some things on their own until it's too late, then they are forced to get the help. Well, in 2019, you were recognized as one of the top 100 Black women to watch in Canada. So tell us about that and, and, and how that came about. Yes, so um, there's an organization in Canada that um, recognizes women that are influencing their city and their community. And so in 2019 especially, uh, I was doing a lot of work when it comes to uh, sharing my story, sharing what um, the prevent the preventative work that I was doing with people regarding um, taking care of themselves and choosing themselves. Uh, and because sometimes people think that choosing yourself is selfish, um, not realizing that when you choose yourself, you're actually taking care of that resource that is able to then help others. And so um, a lot of what I was doing in the community was really educating people on realizing their worth and realizing that taking care of themselves is actually being of service to society. Talk about how a, a person can tell when they are actually successful in business as well as in life. Yes. So um, that's a really good question. I think that um, success has to be defined uh, according to your values, according to what is important to you and not what is being maybe pushed or suggested in society or even by others that we look at and maybe find that, you know, they're successful to a certain standard. Um, so getting back to a place where we're able to really know who we are and what is important to us. I, I talk a lot about um, plagiarism. <laughs> so um, sometimes, you know, we grow up in a family that um, has certain ideals or, or certain paths for us that are already made. And, you know, they give us their ideal or their definition of success. And we end up um, adopting a path of success that may not really be <laughs> for us. And so to me, um, true success 
in business and in, in life is being able to really um, stay true to yourself, stay true to your values, uh, be able to, to be authentic in everything that you do, because my belief is that, you know, business is all about offering value. And so when you understand what you bring to the table, the authenticity that you bring, then, you know, the exchange comes in. So you give value, then people pay for the value. And that's the best way to stay in your own definition of success, because, you know, so many times, uh, I, you know, I've worked with clients who have had a certain level of success or, you know, according to society or a certain benchmark, they could be a six or seven business owner, uh, but at the same time, uh, seven, uh, six or seven figure business owner, but at the same time, they're miserable. At the same time, their families are falling apart. Um, you know, they're not enjoying what they're doing anymore. And, and I'm so happy because a lot of quote unquote gurus in the coaching world right now are really preaching that, you know, um, making sure that people are really coming back to that place of not being productive to kill yourself, but being productive to actually bring good to society without burning yourself out. And so, and, and I think that that is really what success is all about. Tell the listeners about some of your failures and, and the best lessons that, that you learned from them. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> one of the things that really, as I was explaining earlier, um, that this, this idea of, doing it all yourself and, and not, um, you know, sharing the load or, you know, understanding that, yes, you have a vision, but um, you need other people. You need other people to, to really uh, bring that vision to fruition. And that's, that's one of the things that, that I learned the hard way when I almost died <laughs> and by uh, really taking on everything and, and not understanding the value of collaboration, the value of having others that can take on some of the things that maybe you can do very well, but that really is important to delegate so that you can focus on your strength and then allow someone else to take on something and develop. They may not do it exactly like you wanted to do it or you know, maybe just the way that they do it is is really not um, up to standards in a way when you first start. But the important thing is as you are building this team and building that chemistry and reproducing yourself as well in others, that is where true teamwork comes alive and that the vision can really come to pass. So um, when, you know, I had to kind of basically start from scratch, <laughs> uh, that experience really helped me to rebuild, you know, a very similar business, uh, but with a team this time. And uh, it's made a huge difference. 
So tell us something interesting about yourself that that people wouldn't know just by looking at you. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> well, I gave birth to twins, boy girl twins, uh, back in 2004, and it was in a little apartment downtown Toronto. <laughs> so yeah, I, I had a home birth, uh, twin home birth, <laughs> which uh, you know. It's, it's really interesting in and of itself because there was about five midwives that were there <laughs> with us in that tiny little apartment that my brother had at the time. <laughs> that People always get a kick out of that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, congratulations on that. You, <laughs> you're also you. an author, so uh, tell the listeners about your books, what they can expect when they read them and where they can get them. Yeah, so uh, my book is uh, is a very small book. I just wanted to start to get get it out there. I'm actually writing my second book right now as well. So the first book is called Dare to Rise, Transformational Reflections to Know Your Vision. And so it's a 21-day journey. Uh, and it's really meant to help people incorporate uh, some time for themselves every single day to take care of them, to take care of what I call their internal environment. So in just a few minutes a day, you get to do uh, some reflections to help you with your personal growth. So if someone is very well versed in personal development and and, uh, personal growth already, they will surely get a few nuggets out of that. But uh, for someone who's just starting out, uh, it's great because it really gives you enough to kind of dip your toe into it and, and uh, uh, start, start doing some internal work that will make a huge difference in your life as you continue to practice some of the principles that are in these reflections. Okay, so besides that second book, what what other upcoming projects are you working on that people need to know about? Yes, so um, definitely at the moment, I'm focused on that book for sure. So if I can talk a little bit about it. um, So the, the idea of the book is to help people that are either dealing with some mental health uh, struggles or people that are helping others with their mental health struggles. So uh, mental health professionals or also people that are looking to uh, better their personal growth. And so the idea is is really to help uh, understand how to navigate and how to manage your mental health according to your personality style. And so um, I am a certified DISC provider. So if anyone does not know about the DISC model of human behavior, it's an amazing model to help understand yourself, help understand others, and as well um, how to have better relationships and build better teams and so I use this model in a lot of my work. And uh, yeah, so this book is 
is uh, is is a is a labor of love, but it did require for me to kind of shave off a lot of my other pursuits in order to to dive in and 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 finish this book. Uh, but uh, one thing that I am also doing is is speaking, <laughs> and so uh, that area is uh, is now hasn't changed, hasn't stopped, and will continue. And so I often get solicited for um, just to share on either personal growth, mental health, and allyship as well. I speak a lot on that as well. And so, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what's going on with me these days. Okay, well, so people can keep up with everything that you're up to, throw out your contact info. Absolutely. So the best place is really to go to kareenaristi.ca. There you'll get my social media handles. You'll get everything, all the links, you know, for anything that's coming up. Uh, links to my book. Uh, I have an audio version of it as well. And so, yeah. So if you want to um, click to chat with me for a coffee chat, that also will be there. So yeah, KareenAristide.ca. All right. Close us out with some final thoughts. Maybe something that I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about. Or just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. Yeah. So thank you so much, Curtis, for this time. And uh, I just want to encourage everyone to really think about continuing to be before you do. So there's a lot of um, emphasis on being busy and, and just getting into so many things that sometimes uh, make us uh, remove the priority on ourselves. And the reality is, if we're not doing good, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we cannot show up the way we need to show up in the world. So I really encourage everybody to um, make that a priority, make yourself a priority as much as possible on a daily basis. Ladies and gentlemen, KareenAristide.ca. Be sure to check her out. Also, be sure to follow, rate, review. Share this episode to as many people as possible. Tell a friend about the show if you have any guest suggestions or topic suggestions. See Jackson 102 at cox.net or you can go to djcurveball.com and hit me up through the contact us form Kareen, thank you so much for joining me today you're so welcome thank you Curtis for having me for more information on the living the dream podcast visit www.djcurveball.com until next time stay focused on living the dream